what's up, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of Red, White, and Tan. I am one of your hosts here, Red, a.k.a. Sean, a.k.a. Jolly Redhead, and this over here is one of my partners. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Hi, I am Tan, a.k.a. Noah, a.k.a. The Secret Anchor. Uh, <laughs> plug in my music, my nope. shitty music. It's not shitty, man. <laughs> Stop shitting yourself. I told you. It takes time, man. I'll get through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. So a uh, little bit about us. So I'm over here. This podcast originally started with Mr. Tan over there, his idea. Um, each of us are really good friends, childhood friends, and we're currently on different coast at the moment. Reason being, um, I am an active duty military. And before we go any further than that, I will also state right here, right now, that none of these videos and my opinions nor his opinions represent the military in any way, shape, or form. With that out of the way, um, I am currently stationed over here on the West Coast, so it's a little bit of a time zone difference, and this is, I, I'm honestly super excited about this. I think it's a really cool opportunity that we get to, like, stay in contact this way. I mean, technology has developed so far, so um, I, I would say I'm a little bit of a, I like business, I like marketing. Um, we're both huge nerds, actually. Um, we're going to be talking huge. a lot about that huge. today with so much news coming out about that. If you're a Marvel fan, you'll know exactly where we're going to be going this week or this, yeah, this week's of episode. Um, and hopefully the goal of some of this is to entertain a little bit. I will, we will be avoiding politics for the most part. Um, might get into some things that him and I struggle with as far as like men's health and dating, maybe. Um, but probably not. So maybe it yeah. could if the conversation well, leads. Yeah, if the conversation leads there. So uh, both of us are 21. Um, I'm actually the younger one here. And uh, I do, I'm not going to apologize, but I am a little bit, I would say, dressed up more than usual. Um, my training today was a. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess you're trying to outshine me over here. <laughs> Just nah, in a man, not I... sponsored Cobra Kai t shirt. <laughs> Honestly, I need to go watch that. One of my uh, oldest, older friends, um, my buddy, uh, Mr. Jason, um, he is a huge Cobra Kai fan. He's like a childhood chef. Like I still keep in contact with him every now and then from like elementary school. So um, Cobra Kai is wow, one of your episodes. So old. old, I know. I'm just getting so old, bro. Anyway, no, I'm not. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. I'm really young as fuck. All right. So what's your backstory, Noah? Let's hear it. Oh, let's see. I'm 21. I happen to be male. I have two eyes. Pretty cool. Um, no, I'm I'm in the the East Coast. Uh, I'm not gonna disclose where, uh, for my safety. But um, I'm sure they I live in the East out. Coast. No, they won't. Look they look at this white wall here. They can tell the exact the exact build. Bro, they're gonna go they find know your everything. Instagram. They're gonna find exactly where you are. I mean, it's not no, hard to the thing with social media though for me personally is that i really try not to post my location in it i don't care i i only care because if someone's like trying to stalk me or something most people put their like their locations so they know like the general areas where these people are and if they're having fun in that location they're probably going to show up again so to me it's more of like a security and like safety type thing for and that is absolutely uh valid man i know one of the bigger stories I heard, especially like the TikTok community, because I, I kind of like watching a lot of that stuff unfold as a marketing standpoint. But uh, only JS, she had a huge issue with that. Um, I want to say late, late last year, was it? Um, where she had guys just stalking and she had to like change address, change phone number. There's another one I follow. I think her name is Aaron Curtis, if I remember correctly. She had a devastating situation that had her where... Um, dude just came like all the way down like san diego california stalked her and like assaulted her and everything it was a really i really should be talking about it but it's it's sometimes it can be a scary world and so i i mean i implore people to be cautious but at the same time i also feel that living a life in fear is definitely not a smart move either so balance yeah very hard i mean if if this city has landmarks they can probably figure it out by the landmarks of where i'm at true it's like this is you know true. yep um, depending where you are uh let's see myrtle beach 21 two eyes what did i leave out um oh i guess yeah i'm a huge nerd i love movies tv 
love movies. It's really bad. It's <laughs> like it's when I bad, when man. I I, I mean on my days off, like I work Monday through Thursday, and then Friday, which is today for us, uh, we I for me at least for my schedule, I watch movies, TV shows, catch up on the week, and then Saturdays I, I get shit done. I do my chores and and shit like that Mm -hmm. and then on sunday i spend time with my girlfriend and that's just like my entire life there is is nothing wrong with that man hey man oh there's nothing wrong um but shit i dropped my phone oh let's see if it's cracked all right we are good lucky day um yeah it's my mom it's my mom's old phone which to me is funny because her old phone is an 11 pro Oh gosh! An iPhone 11 Pro. Uh, so I, uh, it she never used it, so it's practically brand new. But yeah, have, so I'm paying off my new phone. I bought the Samsung <laughs> Note 21. I really bought it because I really like the features of the stylus. So I want to get something straight with you. I don't not like Android. I've just used Apple my entire life, and it's something I'm familiar with. Yep. At the same time, I'm not dissing on Android phones. I hate that battle of who's better, Samsung or Apple. Let's uh-huh. be honest. They're both good phones. Yeah, they are. They they both have very similar features. It's. It, I think it really comes down is what is the purpose of what you're trying to do? Yeah. I, so I like, I, I really am solely sold in the stylus effect. The fact that I could set the camera up 10 feet away, step back and take for photos with it. Um, mm-hmm. It is an open source platform. So it does allow for a lot more of like freedom. Um, as you know, you don't game on apples. Android has better games, but one right, of the, you wanna fight. okay. <laughs> I, also, I bought this thing. Ironic. This is ironic. You bring up gaming. I bought this thing. It's called thing. the backbone. Yes, I've seen um, things like that. They're kind of dope. You stick it, you stick your phone in it, right? PUBG Mobile, win a million dollars. Exactly. And now it's now it's its own gaming console, just with my phone in it. That is probably pretty- one of the most underrated inventions that I've underrated inventions I've seen, and still the mobile gaming has community has not been, I would say, fully accepted. But that is a really the only thing I really game. like about this thing. I, there's a couple things. Uh, I play Call of Duty Mobile on. I played on it for six hours last night because I just got I got this yesterday. Oh, so nice. I just, been, I just been like playing it so much. But this thing, I kid you not. I I guess everyone on Call of Duty Mobile game is using their phone and not like controllers, like I thought most people would do. So I have like this big huge advantage with like. Uh-huh. you know movement and stuff like that and i think it's hilarious yeah um plus this is made for the xbox uh streaming uh-huh. so i can stream games stream xbox games from my phone nice. and that's nice. that's like the only great part about it nice i don't know i i personally boycott amazon or not amazon <laughs> i boycott apple i mean i do boycott amazon slightly but i also boycott I, apple I too. because I don't like that. It's it's a weird feeling with Apple that if you like, if you go Apple, it's everything Apple. You can't you can't like mix and mingle with things. And so I don't like the in- inclusivity of Apple, but I've used the phone for so long. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I change, I'm gonna fuck something up <laughs> that I don't want to fuck up. Plus, all my photos are on here. If I really wanted to transfer it over, I would get Google Photos and then transfer all my photos. Ooh. Yeah, and that's still and it's still a pain because you're it's not even guaranteed that Apple deletes all your photos either. I hear that's a real pain of uh the Apple Apple Cloud type deals to delete photos. It's a pain because they save it like, like ten different spots. No, I feel like people are just really dumb when it comes to that stuff because they have a factory reset, so it resets everything. If you put it in the cloud, you can still you can go into your settings. And then go to the iCloud feature and then turn off the iCloud uh, portion of your phone. And it'll take all the photos that were in your cloud and put it back into your phone. And then you can delete them. Like, it's just like a small workaround that people just don't really care to look up (laughs) or they don't put in any effort. So they're like, I have all these problems. I'm like, give me your phone. And then I go into their settings and I fix it within a minute. And they're like, how'd you do that? I'm trying to figure it out for an hour or something. I'm like, you didn't try. 
No, that is <laughs> like, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that is that's actually an interesting point that you bring up because I think it's a really well. I think a topic that maybe needs to be talked about a bit more is are we i mean with i mean consumerism and the purpose of like companies like apple and being consumer centric is to make it as frictionless as possible for the consumer how easy how quick can we make it for the consumer and we've yeah. done an amazing job at that like it, it's crazy how far we've gone when you think about it but, but that's dangerous yeah, you know it's a, are yeah. we are we starting to hit a point where because of how easy we've made everything that we have now generated a form of laziness and yeah. where's where does that line get drawn and that is something that no company has figured out and no one really has a good answer to because when you think it's, about it when you talk about being consumer centric ideally i i mean when you think about it it's you almost want to get to like this conscious the subconscious level where you're when when you think about it it's there and it's it's gonna it's kind of scary that that could even be possible when you think about it. you think about where we're going with like vr and ai and i mean that's really talking like future cybernetics possibilities and what we could do with that but right now i it, it's kind of crazy to see that and I think it's interesting to debate now where where you should put effort in. I guess where where do we draw lines? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, what I what I'm getting from this conversation for me, like at least what I would put in my point of view, is that since we're making things fast and easy for everyone, it's going to be harder for people to find jobs because they have to work to get them. And they don't want to do the work. They want it now compared to mm-hmm. later, you know? Yep. And I feel like because of that, uh, we are creating – TikTok's a great example. Now, don't get me wrong. I love TikTok. A little addicted. Yeah. Uh, but I, but for me, at least, I actually had to put, like, a, a timer on it. Like, a, like, a, like, I can only be on it for about two hours a day because those type of apps really push for – uh, a smaller attention span and and creates yeah. like this this bridge where like I'm not going to be focused on this because it's taking too long mm-hmm. you know and it's going to be more difficult for people to 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 get into that type of um, mm-hmm. world um, like I, I feel like this is another great example no hate to parents this is just my opinion if I ever have kids this is what I'm going to do my personal beliefs, but I absolutely hate when we're at a restaurant and a kid is playing on a uh, parent's phone. They're like two or three years old. I'm like, you know how bad that is uh-huh. for their brain development? That is, you know? Yeah. And I was just I, like, no, I, you I can't that. do that. I, I did that server and you've done it too. We've been in the server industry before where mm-hmm. you see that and Honestly, I play both sides of sympathy. So I do under it's it's kind of like a, it's a both sides because I, I yes we understand that because we grew up we're like well why does that kid even have a tablet at the table like what happened to family time? But I also understand that ra- we need to give credit to the fact that raising a kid is extremely hard. Like that is yes. a challenge, but that but- doesn't excuse the factor. I will say that it does not necessarily excuse the factor, but definitely having empathy and finding the middle ground is important with that because it also empathy again, empathy. Now, again, I also think with that, you can also bring more awareness of like, Hey, this is why like planned parenthood and not that any parenthood's really planned, but understanding truly what it means to have a kid and understanding the risks and the cost and knowing what that really is going to take needs to be a little bit and it's become well but a little bit of a larger conversation as far as a parenting space goes and uh really understanding that like as a parent you need to be engaged and you could go and honestly i could go even further in that if you wanted to and if you really want to play far stretch connecting dots on how i'm not i don't know i don't want to say it but anyway we're gonna say say it. it I was going to say that I feel like giving a kid a tablet so they can be focused on something else so you can get your kid to shut up is a cop out. Yeah. It's a lazy option. Yeah. It's a, it's a lazy option. Mm -hmm. You could give them a toy 
that makes them learn something in the process and not not a video of uh, <clears throat> coconut <clears throat> uh, of uh, say coconut mall. No, no, coke. I said coconut melon. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, of of some kids being like one. Wasn't that like two, like a top three. ten like series in Netflix too? Uh, it is, and now I believe it's like the number two most subscribed YouTube channel. It beat Pewdie. I think it beat PewDiePie. I can look it up real quick. You can have a conversation what? real quick with yourself. Um, <laughs> I love what you said with myself because you know I talk too much. <laughs> but... Okay, so Pewdie- PewDiePie has 110. Kokomelon. He's been kind of Kok- silent though, hasn't he, PewDiePie? I don't no, know what no, he's been he's... up to. He's doing stuff. He he does commentary videos now. Yeah, uh, Cocomelon has 115 million. PewDiePie is under 10. So yeah, Cocomelon is number two. But it's like it's all like really dumb just stuff just to to it's like if you give someone who is high like those sensory uh videos, you give them to watch like Rick and Morty, they're just focused on it the entire time. Because yeah. your brain is just acting like mush, and that baby's brains are mush, and you're making them focus on that stuff. And that's a lazy cop out. You need a you need to give them like a toy, and you know. With that. Get give, their... them, give them like a small puzzle toy. Yeah. Exactly, like something to get them like focus and help help them grow and make mm-hmm. them use their brain for something and not just uh, mindless TV brainwashing I, stuff i especially start hating when it gets to like 8 9 10 11 and 12 ages those i think irritate me just a little bit more because at that point your kid is a cognitive being that can have a conversation and so i think parents really should start engaging in conversations with those kids these kids aren't dumb these kids have no, way more information at their hands and i think it would be wise of parents to actually talk about their kids Ask them what YouTube's are describe, subscribing to. Ask them what the trends are. Like, ask them. Like, I would, I love, I kind of, I'm actually going to be doing this tonight because I'm, I'm going to dinner with my dad and my brother that are in town. But Have um, fun. my brother, he's like, what, like 12 or something like that? I'm so I love, even though he's not fond of it, I love asking questions like, who's he subscribed to? What does he think about this? Like, I, I am totally, any opportunity to ask him questions about what it's like to be like 12. Yeah. Okay. So we are both 21. So we both grew up with this weird transition with the internet becoming such a, a mainstream oh, yes. thing. Mm-hmm. So I've, and uh, Gen Z, they are growing up where it's already a mainstream thing. Yes. And so I feel like because everything's becoming so easy uh, mm-hmm. to get to or get information that mm-hmm. these kids are just getting sucked in at the wrong places and that's how they're growing up. I know? yeah, I am definitely very curious to see um, how this effect is going to be, and I don't think it's fully sprouted yet. Um, I think what I think is kind of interesting because especially so like if, if you want to talk about generation stuff, because really technically these twelve year olds are still categorized into the Gen Z. They're just the back mm-hmm. end of us, and while well, we're the front end of it. Um, but like uh, millennials, we are. Example, we are zillennials, first of all. Z millennials. We're we're right in the middle, okay? Ninety-five right. to twenty ten is, is listen. By Google definition. Sh- Google definition listen, has ninety-five. If you show a kid, a Gen Z kid, a flip phone, they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Okay. That would be if you later show, half. <laughs> yeah. If you show a millennial what uh, a Gen Z, uh, uh, what a flip phone is. They're like, Oh shit. I had one of those. Yeah. I was in the transition. Like you and me, yeah. I had a flip phone yep. and I had an iPhone. Yep. Exactly. See what I, I mean, too. my very first phone was a flip phone. And then like exactly. six months later, I finally got the, uh, little Motorola smartphone that was cheap See? and like a hundred bucks from Walmart. <laughs> See, this is like, we, we are in the bridge, you know, yeah, we, are we are the bridge. Absolutely. Know? You're absolutely That's right. why I feel like we have the best outside look when it mm-hmm. comes to talking about the problems with like yes. growing up in this time. Cause Absolutely. millennials, my parents, they're like, or they're, they're gen Y, but like millennials, like, like people that are in their thirties yep. right now, they, they grew up at a time where that stuff, that really cool stuff that we have now didn't exist yet. 
Yeah. But we grew up going through it, and now Gen Z is in it, you know? Well, I think what's interesting, too, is, like, because they it's, they were of age. They were, like, 18-type deal when it started, when it really, like, they were kind of, like, in their 10, 20, 12, 10, 10 to, like, 18. And they were kind of already forming themselves and forming their ideas. And you think about when technology first came out, the amount of cynicism and not, like, the internet stuff was not accepted. I mean, there was a, there was a dot-com crash. If you've done a little bit of research in that, there was Y2K, which I love talking about because I think it's the funniest thing mm-hmm. ever. Think of that in the year that I was born because that was the year that it happened. Everyone thought the world was going to end. It's the funniest thing ever. Oh, yeah. And we think it's funny now, but to them, that was like a real concern. Like they really thought end of the world, like a power outage. Hey, it's, just, <laughs> it's crazy. We, we, we grew up in 2012, you know? Yeah. Are we actually living? We have our <laughs> end of the world. It's 2012. Uh, bro, and you that's know? your thing. Think about how many video games. I love thinking about like in 2025 and 2050, how many of those years are references to like Black Ops 2 and some of those video games. I think that's a cool thing too. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. – uh, but millennials, I think, are, are either like doing well with it or doing really poor. And a lot of them are kind of still just now figuring things out because – yeah their parents really didn't get a choice they either figured it out or they crashed fast like they haven't been able to have a time like we've had we've we've just been going through it they it was mm-hmm. slapped in their face and especially with the way that it's affected like businesses and jobs and things like that they haven't gotten the time that we've had to adjust to it they were slapped in the face and say figure it the fuck out so mm-hmm. Um, which then leads to that, whatever, if they did well or cynicism, which passed on to the next generation, the next generation, they're just starting to figure it out. Cause a lot of the parent, I know there's been a lot of like, I, w- I don't want to say bad parents, but a lot of like children figuring out their wants, but there's also the new generation of like millennials and Gen Z value things very different than like Gen X and baby boomers, very different values there where Gen mm-hmm. X and um, millennials, they're old school, traditional, by the numbers, wealth generation, um, successful business, a bit more patience, where uh, they're more about collecting things, where I, I really think it's, it's not as big as it is yet, but it's almost there, especially for more prevalent Gen Z than millennials, I would say, but more emphasis on the idea that you have to enjoy your career. You, you can't, there's, there's no, there's too much money, I would say in the system in some aspects. And maybe this is me coming in a weird position that I am being in the military and whatnot. But I, I, I really think that the overall, this might be bold of me to say, but I think there's absolutely a bigger conversation that's solely being talked about on being happy with your career and should be talked about, especially in the late 20s when you have the time to do it. Uh, and so- well, let me hear I your feedback like, on that, on enjoying your career on that stuff. Uh, I think, well, I'm fine with that, enjoying your career. Uh, I'm going through this really weird period for myself that I went to college for three years and I'm mm-hmm. dropping out because I never enjoyed any of the, yeah, this is serious stuff. Yeah. <laughs> any of like um, the, the majors that I just couldn't get interested in or something I wouldn't enjoy. Now, if you are a child or a, a high schooler, that's, trying to figure out whether or not you want to go to college or not. I don't recommend if, it. If you don't know, you don't go. If you don't know, yeah, don't go. You know, don't that go. is your best option because coastal, coast, uh, college is dummy expensive, okay? And I'm incredibly in debt and I'm taking a gap year because I genuinely don't know what I want. Mm-hmm. And I figured that out way too late, <laughs> you know? I uh, was... But... <laughs> You got to find a job that you enjoy. And if that job doesn't require a degree, don't get it, you know? Yep. And I feel like with Gen Z now, uh, they are so – TikTok is, is the main root of what I'm about to say is that people are so focused on themselves and in this selfish aspect they want to be famous. Yes. And yes. YouTube – can also be brought into that because absolutely we started seeing it there we first were growing with like up, PewDiePie and Jack Septsky and the early PewDiePie, YouTubers. Yeah, I was gonna say like YouTube was like when when it first came out, it was just like oh people are creating videos and yeah. posting it on the internet. We thought it was the dumbest thing ever, and then like 
around 2012, that's when PewDiePie like found his stride with like jump scare videos and stuff like that. And people uh-huh. were like, I want to be like that one day. Yeah. And they and were making kids... like serious money off it. And that, and it was yeah, kind of exactly. weird because by the time they started making money, everyone was on it. So it's almost like too late to get into it, especially with our mm-hmm. generation. Now we can, it's just not going to be as fast as some of like the YouTubers were. Yes. But now that TikTok came out, you can release one video and it could literally change your life. Yes. It's a minute to three minutes long at max. I know. Now you uh-huh. can release three minute videos. Yep. And you can you can just post one. Yeah. And you're famous all of a sudden. Yeah. You it's... have like the small community you've grown. And uh-huh. I feel like that's dangerous because now kids see that and they're like, oh, there's a bunch of uh disclaimer here. This this might mm-hmm. get a little inappropriate, even though we're fucking cursing. Uh-huh. Um children are seeing uh, older women posting like very provocative, provocative. Video, videos of themselves and it's getting hundreds of thousands of millions of views. And so I feel like young children are now being exposed to like this really disgusting dark side of mm-hmm. the internet. And I, then they start posting stuff like that. You that know, and I it's would, bad. I, um, so that conversation, I, I kind of agree, kind of don't. Um, I know I wouldn't call it disgusting because I don't really see, I don't really view it more in that light, more of we're, we're building a catch 22 of where do we draw the line of self-respect and people, I don't know the argument of, well, maybe the guy should just keep their mouth shut or da da da. But here's how I think about it. I think there are a lot of, a lot of women that have insecurities about their body. Thank you. freaking beauty companies for pushing unrealistic standards. Beauty pageants are uh, the worst thing ever fucking created. Yes. Like, including children beauty pageants. Bro, that TV show was scary. Um, but because of that insecurity now and seeing that you can get serious attention for putting your body out there, you're like, why wouldn't I do that? And part of me is like, you know what? If, if you're as long as you're like consciously comfortable with that and you really like understand what you're doing go for it man there's stupid money in that shit the only fans gonna be making bank and honestly no, i'm for them i'm perfectly fine with that as long as they're of age i i definitely um agree with that statement i think there's a lot of like 14 15 16 year old girls honestly look way much older than what i'm thinking because yeah the, the women are good looking <laughs> i don't know what you know i say god i'm a guy women women are beautiful creatures just like some some guys i mean there's beautiful people in this world i don't know what to say so i have there's a tiktok account that was just recently taken down because it was it was getting a lot of uh pushback because it was a it was like a 40 year old woman but she would put a filter on her face that would make her look like a child and then she would post like very provocative tiktoks and she had millions of followers mm-hmm millions and it and it shows how like disgusting people are yeah they're like no, there is. this girl she looks like a teenager oh my god she's very good and like the worst part is is that she's doing that same thing on her only fans that she has yes she yeah. and she has a lot of people that follow her on that <sighs> now i learned this from uh one of my favorite like news uh commenters um uh, philly d Shout out Philly D if you ever watched this. Oh, um, Philly D Eagle, that uh, like a uh, married man with a good beard there. No. Is he on TikTok? Philip, no. No, uh, Philip DeFranco. Okay, I don't know who that is. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. He's he 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 reports news on YouTube. Um. Okay. And it's it's inter- it's more entertaining than you think. It's like it's like super serious stuff and then like entertainment stuff stuff like that. Okay. But uh, he posts mostly posts Monday through Thursday. And then he like keeps up with news that's happening. And one of the things that you talked about was this this woman's YouTube channel or this woman's uh, OnlyFans and TikTok, how it blow up, how it blew up because it's a woman who has like a child's or a teenager's face, but she's posting like inappropriate stuff and people are following it because there's uh there's like a market for it. And it's a disgusting and terrible market that shouldn't exist, you know? But yeah. it's out there, you know, um, and there's nothing you can really do about it. Yeah, it's the I, internet. I, I, that's that also comes with freedom of speech, man. America is 
freedom of speech. And I, I, I think there's two ways to kind of approach that. I mean, there's everyone's still kind of figure out the internet thing, but especially with America, and I, I'm going to say like freedom of speech type deal on this. Um, I, I think the best way to quote unquote counteract that is literally to ignore it. That's a weird thing to say, especially since for the longest time, I would say the happiest people are the silent majority, the people who don't talk. But when you think about the rules of supply and demand, that person is only popular because you watch that person. If you mm-hmm. don't watch that person, they don't get the views, which doesn't give them the attention. So that's, that's, it, it, I don't want to say, I'm kind of sad that I put it that way because I just don't like the way it sounds. But in the natural rules of supply and demand, that's how that works. That's, I mean, that's true with that's, and that's comes a lot down to how much are we really going to complain and watch it and why I'm not a huge fan of it as guilty as I am some days of it. Um, I think on a mass scale, when you think about what people complain about, I think a lot of it can be, well, just stop watching it. And that's true with other things. Um, but I also think as the creator, I don't think you should be getting mad at people for what, a just all humans suck i'm gonna say right now humans suck some days like we do a lot of us suck equally i that's how i like to think so <laughs> that's I, what your mom said last night shut I'm, the sorry. Fuck up, man. I'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i had to i had to i'm so well, sorry uh my to, apologies to, to break it down uh what was i talking about um Yes, right. But that, Forget but that's going to be the comments. You can't control people's comments. So I think to, as a creator, to get worked up over that, I, I think it's silly. Um, you, you can't control the market. You can't tell them what to think. Um, they're gonna mm-hmm. think what they're gonna think. If you don't like the reaction, maybe you shouldn't be doing it like that. So, um, and and I do fully support. I know there's a lot of females that are like, I do this for myself, and I'm like, great. Then why do you have to post it publicly? Uh, that's thing. If you're it. gonna get mad, yeah, absolutely. And so, by the way, I'm all for that. If you want to do that, be my guest. If you're gonna post and good-looking photos of yourself, go do that. But understand, when you put it publicly, you don't get to control how people respond. That's not how this works. If you do it on, say, your private feed, that's fine. But people are posting it publicly because they like the attention, and there's nothing wrong with that. By the way, there's nothing wrong with liking attention. But understanding the rules, because you can't change that, you can't change how people are going to respond. You can't force someone to think a certain way. But understanding where that is is where the lines get drawn, and so that's where I I, I think a lot of people are we're still struggling to figure that out as a society. So some people have, some people haven't. Um, but yeah, thoughts, feedback on that. I know I really ranted in on that. No, you're good. Um... <laughs> it's it's hard to okay so i feel like that's very hard to do to just ignore things and i it think is. the best example of that is twitter um <clears throat> yeah. i absolutely hate twitter i don't go on it i, I tried to never use it i have never got it's, I, it's toxic yeah that is there, the definition of never ignoring a, a problem if it's not a serious problem because people will just eat you alive you know and you just can't do anything about that judgment man stop judging the people yeah uh it's it's impossible though because we're human we're human we're going to judge people of course and and i mean it's i think it comes to auditing oneself i i I, and that's the kind of a viewpoint i have i understand when anyone throws negative comments at me it's a good chance that they're upset and in a sad place bro if you have the time and Gary, this I'm quoting this a little bit from Gary V. If you have the time to look at my post, go to the click the comment section, type out a response, and send it on a 15 second, maybe minute video on TikTok. I, I'm sorry, man. I hope your day gets better because that's a lot of time to waste on a thumb slide away. That's <laughs> yeah. Like oh, when wow. you break down the amount of energy, and it may not seem like a lot, but it's the little things when you really break it down. You think about how much that you're actually doing there. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And 
that's why I, I, I generally like the saying, everyone sucks. It works. So, um, and by the way, I say this stuff, I, it is not easy at all. Like it's not, it's so easy. And I will say it's really easy to say it, but to execute on it, whole different story. And it is extremely difficult. I give credit where it's due um, that that is hard to obtain. Very hard to obtain that balance. It's just not easy. Like I don't, I don't say that like, oh, just do it this way. No, 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 no. It is serious amounts of self, self-awareness, serious amounts of understanding yourself and learning about yourself and uh, serious and serious amounts of understanding that it's not always going to work that way. <laughs> and but, I don't think that'll that's ever going to happen in this generation. Maybe the next generation. Maybe we'll get lucky. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I Maybe don't know. we'll I get think, lucky. I think putting a time limit on it is a weird concept. I think the information's already known. I think it's a matter of who's actually doing it who's not because there are people that have kind of figured out that balance now they're i would say most of them are older and that's why i think i i enjoy talking to older people because they have a lot of lessons that before the internet um that we can learn from as young kids so that's why i i thoroughly i thoroughly enjoy always talking to people who are older than me in like their 30s 40s 50s 60s i i have never left a conversation from an older person um without like feeling good about myself or feeling like I've learned something. And uh, mm-hmm. honestly, some days I'm like, yo, I got owned. Like just, just yesterday I, in this like business class I was doing, um, I was, I was talking, we were talking investments and things like that. And he was a Gen X guy and he absolutely owned me. And he, he, uh, he, he had me completely on the ball and he called out a lot of things and how I kind of have a little bit of an impatient style of investing that I'm working to get better on. And also, the um, just understanding that I, I am a lot more idealistic thinking of investing than an actual buy the numbers where him, especially having an economic background, because he used to work in that before the OE crash, he was telling me um, really showed me like, hey, you're not, like you, you have passion, but you don't you're not living by the numbers, kid. So let, let's remember that you need to have both. And so that was interesting experience there. Um, and so really being able to, I felt really like, oh shit, man, I, I felt stupid. So, uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like the older you are, the wiser you are, but that can also mean that that's not always true, you know, because there's some young people who are pretty wise, you know, I feel like at any age you can be really like a, a wise person, you know, but be, older generations, they have more experience with things that we won't understand until we get there you know yeah mostly more failures uh (laughs) more successes as well you know and i feel like once but they've had way more failures than successes yeah and i feel like gen z is just gonna have this problem where they're just gonna see every failure as uh as a letdown for them and that's gonna bring them more down than up you know because you posted a TikTok and it only got a uh, hundred likes. Oh no. You know, those yeah, type of that's, things. That's yeah. That's definitely a big issue we're seeing right now. My fear more on, on that. And that is true. And maybe because I've kind of moved past that. I don't really care about my views. I mean, I've done, I mean, you know, I, I'm doing okay on TikTok. I'm not getting like 10 to thousand of views every time, but I would say I keep an average of a hundred to 300 per video. I mean, I, I've, I did pretty well. It was very consistent, which I know has really worked. And I really should get back on it, but I've been struggling with just mental stuff. And yeah, um, one of the, uh, I think one of the things I really don't like and why I, I really, I've had a weird like anxiety stake stuck in me is I've been seeing more and more that when so, like Billie Eilish and a lot of like Billie Eilish had this not too long ago where you have people who have gotten fame and they get crucified and just absolutely attacked for things that they did when they were like 13, 14, 15, 16. And oh, are you I, talking about <clears throat> cancel coach? Yeah, What's that, that thing. What's that again? What's <laughs> that so, thing? Oh, you know that thing that I tweeted like 17 years ago? Like, yeah, we're man. Bringing up stuff like that. I'm the I'm same like, person. I, I'm a I, shitty person. I, I, I don't understand that. I, I really don't. And I guess I, maybe it's the cancel culture talk. I, I really haven't looked into it. I know I hear about cancel culture and I think it the line something is blurred between 
I also think there's a level of like, okay, account. Let's remind us of accountability and Ken's culture. I think sometimes get blurred in between the lines just a little bit. Um, but like, especially like if you're pulling at something from me from five, six, eight years ago, I- I'm gonna be like, what did you expect from a 12 year old? Exactly. Like, what like, What are we judging each other for? Don't like stop acting. What was here, the like, What was the time period then? What was going on during those times? What was the culture? and the society uh, at that time you know it's completely different from way back when like no one takes into consideration no No one one. takes anything into consideration they think this tweet they they believe if you sent a tweet out 20 years ago or that's not realistic (laughs) it's still your view today and i'm like you need to understand like people change that's that's a normal thing you know if you can watch a video and be like i'm bored with this after three seconds and then change it again then you can do the same thing with a person that's developed, but it's been 10 years since then, you know, <laughs> they can, they can change. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I don't want to go into cancer culture that it, it makes me mad. There's a dip, but you got it. You got to find, there's a fine line of between cancel culture and then like the, the more serious stuff. No, like the more serious stuff, like the serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, think yeah, about like, something super serious, any you know, any type of like like assault never accepted um attacking yeah. someone else i think the yeah, big one that's... we see are blatant lies um i i think that's a funny scenario um again kind of quoting gary v on this one where he said i feel he says uh lying is the quickest like people don't mind sacrificing other things but lying is a big one humans do not like being lied to especially in america mm-hmm. no, no, um no. you lie to us you lose our trust and it's not easy I would even argue possible to recover in some cases. So um, I think that's the big one. I think people have absolutely forgotten. Unless you're rich. I even, even then, I, I think we're starting to see where even if a rich person lies, they'll lose it. They'll get away with many other things. Like they'll get away with rude comments, mm-hmm. being an asshole way faster um, than saying, oh, they lied, um, especially lying to a fan base. Whew. So, uh, yeah, I can understand that. Um, no, but it is true though. You when uh, when you have more status, or you're even if you're just good looking, which kind of falls with status. You usually get hundred thousand followers because you look good. Um, which, by the way, I'm not shaming people for who have done that. If you've gotten good following off that, good for them. Like especially people who, like do gym. If that's content. what they wanted. Yeah, if that's what you want. But that was your intent. Again, I, I like saying I, I put things like this, but you can in America, you can do whatever you want. You don't get to choose the consequences, though. You can do and choose whatever oh, you that's want. That's good. That's but good. But you can't Sean. choose your consequences. So, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I say that to myself a lot, and I, I think it's a good basis. So, but all right, enough about this topic. What What are we starting with? Black Widow or Loki? Because there's been a lot of Marvel news okay. this week, my guy. All right, um, let's start with. Uh, I want to. I want to start with uh, Love Is a Dagger. Uh. Uh, Do you know what I'm referencing? That's Thor. Yeah, the Thor series that's coming out. Did it start yet? Oh, are you fucking no? Are I'm you a Marvel shit. fan? <laughs> Sorry, are... uh, that was so. I thought Thor: Love and Thunder. No, what? Um, the the sword. No, no, no. I don't talk about it. It's uh, Loki and Sylvia on the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's yes, go into that. Yes, yes. So I was trying to bring up <laughs> Loki, and you're like, oh, Thor. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hey, that's Loki's yeah, brother. Man. Okay, leave me alone. It's still Asgard. <laughs> All right, last episode. You want to do the last right. episode, or do you want to start with um, or are you just using it to kind of go into it? <laughs> you know what? Let's start with Black Widow because Loki is gonna go into like the whole multiverse type thing, oh, and yeah. that will that conversation will go on forever. I just read an article actually that the I think one of the actors or actresses from the Black Widow Marvel just admitted that the black widow movie is the first mcu movie to confirm mutants coming to the mcu Ooh, where where um, in that movie let me let me see if i can find the article real quick i always get weird notifications on my phone about this stuff no i'm trying to figure out where in that movie that it, it they reference like red guardian and some other things in there too let me see well I... well red guardian is um their their dad in the movie uh, is he a mutant though oh oh soldier? because he says he's a super soldier but he never got the serum 
Yeah. That's what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, let's see. Um, world news environment. Yeah, they never talked about him getting the, the, the serum in any way. How did the USSR get the serum? They probably didn't. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. They he he just had that strength in him already. Mm-hmm. That's smart. So so they're saying he's the first mutant, and I think that was what it was. Um, That's I'm a theory, gonna... at least, right? Uh, I I will find the article. Um, I'll probably put it. Maybe I'll try to put it in the bio. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I'm gonna do Google search. Mm. Mutants. So you watched the end credit scene, right? Yeah. Yes. The super sad. And it was oh, sad and oh, infuriating. Spoilers. The same. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Uh, the spoilers is that um, Natalie, Nat- Natalia, oh, I can't speak today, Black Widow, sacrificed herself um, in Endgame to get the Soul Stone. And Clint was, you know, big sad. Because he was going to kill himself, but he has a family, so why would he do that? But Val, if you watched Falcon the Winter Soldier, um, she is creating like this IGN. group of of like a like a Suicide Squad, but in the Marvel Universe type thing, right? Okay. Um, like a, a group of uh, non super superheroes to come together and then fight future superheroes on like or like a, a force uh and she pretty much told um black widow's sister uh to kill clint and you know if that's a reference to i don't know if you picked it up it is a reference to the hawkeye show because that chick's supposed to show up in hawkeye well yeah wasn't that uh that character who recruited her was vals from yeah. um uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon the Winter Soldier. Yeah, the character. People are gonna watch this back and be like, "You were not listening." That's what I said. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was trying. I found that article by the way because I was honestly looking for that article. Um, it is confirmed. Actor. So this is by IGN. Actor Olivier Richards said that he is his cameo appearance in Marvel's Black Widow saw him playing the MCU's first confirmed mutant, Ursus Major, speaking on Instagram. Richard said, Marvel Black Widow is out. After two years, I can finally tell my character is Usa Major, the first mutant X-Men to appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I will Who is abs- that? He, uh, Oliver Richards, I think that was the Dutch giant. That was uh, Red Guardian, I'm pretty sure. Let me, uh... No, that's David Harper. David Harper plays the Red Guardian. Well, I'll I'll have his Instagram handle is the Dutch Giant. I'll have this. I will definitely have this linked in the description. Link that um, up. I have to have this now, so now I need to save this. All right. I'm a big face person, so. Yes. The Dutch. He looks giant. Freaking, he's a giant. Yeah, he's huge, man. How tall is he? Anyway. Holy cow. <laughs> Wait. Where was he in the Black Widow movie? He had a cameo, I guess. Oh, wait. Um, arm wrestled Red Guardian, broke his wrist. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where he he's is from. He's the mutant? Are you sure yeah. he's not shitting with us? Fucking with us? IGN article and confirmed an Instagram in- interview. I'll re- I'll, um, I mean, IGN headlines this saying... Black Widow actor says he plays the MCU first mutant. And um, I mean, I mean, when we're talking Disney here, they don't exactly like leaking secrets. I mean, look how quickly he shut down Tom Holland when that whole release went down. <laughs> anyway, so no, I um, that ending credit scene had me mad because well, it had me mad and sad one because sad because you know ripped a uh, uh, Black Widow, but also. Val has me pissed. I was already mad when I saw her like manipulating. I don't John know. Walker. Yeah, John Walker got it so bad. You were totally questioning an actual Marvel fan base effect that my memory's trash. Yep. Um, yep. Who are you? <laughs> but the um, 
but manipulate John Walker's emotion. And so now, now you have, uh, now you have her uh, going after Blondie here. <laughs> so bad with names. I legit forgot her name too. I'm just calling oh. Black Widow's sister. Black Widow's sister. Here. Yeah. So, but she's showing up as um, the main villain slash protagonist, I think, in the Hawkeye show that's coming out later next year. Wouldn't surprise Which, me. I mean, personally, I still think they're setting up the Young Avengers, but for Phase Five, because they've only they've they have they still have like three or four titles that they've yet to announce. Um, yeah, that's coming out in Phase Four and Five. This man's got a huge he, – he's got a pretty good running theory. Bro, so – actually, we're going to talk Loki first because once we get to the end scene, I, I got some funny things to talk about. So let's let's go Loki next, bro. Loki has been an absolute banger from episode one to episode six now. Oh, my god! The best Disney Plus Marvel show yet. I'll say yet. Probably – Do you think it was better than I WandaVision? Think, oh, okay. So I loved WandaVision. It really was good. Just – this, the dive, deep dive into her emotions mm-hmm. in the background of her life and her story. It's so sad. Yes, it is. And, and it grows. I, I love that they finally made her the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, because I think there was like licensing deals with uh, Fox at the time. Okay. 21st Century Fox, they couldn't say her name. Uh, but now that they own Fox... Now that Disney owns Fox, yep. they can say that she's the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And I think it was brilliant. That show was brilliant. It was really good. Um, but Loki, Loki is just was so good. It was just so good. And it kept you on the edge of your seat the entire it time. It did. And it, 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 was, it, felt, it felt more like a really fun, action-packed show. Definitely. You know? I, I definitely would – I feel like a lot of like, – especially in the graphics work – the graphics work, and you think about the video editing they did, like, you think about some of the, like, on the last episode, the amount of end editing that video had, oh my gosh, it was phenomenal. All the time yeah. loop stuff, bro, that shit was fucking phenomenal. Like, I, I uh, it props it. to the Disney editing team, because that, the works the, on that, that. The visual effects team. They, uh, the I, they better have gone and compensated stupid well, and I hope they get a bonus for this because that was chef's kiss. It was, it was chef. That, that's a chef. It's a chef's <laughs> kiss show. It's, it, was. it was just, it was highly entertaining. And uh, Kang, uh, jo- Jonathan Majors, who's playing King the Conqueror in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, <laughs> I think King the Conqueror is the Phase Four villain. He is the official Phase Four villain. Was in phase four of Thanos though. No, that's phase three. Thanos was okay. yep. phase I could technically get on phase two and yep. three. I would absolutely I, I would I could get on board with that. Um, phase four started with Black Widow. Okay. Technically. Technically I, I still think bro, I'm not giving up yet that if we're if we're throwing phase four is gonna be Kane, I think phase five will be Galacticus. Yeah, keep dreaming, buddy. I, um, I, I, I'm convinced, bro. I'm, no, no, no. Kang the Conqueror is is the villain for Phase Four and Phase Five because Emma and the Wasp doesn't come out till Phase Five, and he's the main villain in that movie. Phase Six, I think, then I don't know. <laughs> do they have they have Marvel planned up to I think twelve years? Twelve years, but I I uh, I want to bring up a topic about superhero movies in a second okay. but to, to, i so i who do you think did the love better though do you think loki did a more better like love run or do you think wandavision did oh wandavision 100 yeah. percent on the love aspect it okay the the kiss that loki and sylvie had was a, a, little, a little bit awkward it was because yeah. he was technically kissing himself we're not gonna get into that um <laughs> But uh, it just it felt weird. It felt really weird because I feel like they would have been better if they were just really good friends that were just trying to get through it, you know, mm-hmm. and them having a love interest because every show has to have a love interest. It just it just feels weird, you know, kind of forced. Yeah, it felt a little forced that, you know, you, yeah. you, 
you got that out of me. <laughs> they they could have done. They could have done something. I will say though that that plot twist with him with him with her pushing him through the portal, that that was oh, oh no, I knew. Of... See, my roommate and I we were supposed to watch the episode together, but something happened, so we couldn't. But we had a theory that one of them was going to die by the end of the the show because we didn't one we didn't think there'd be a season two, that threw me off. But when it showed the you you know there's a season two right? They confirmed it. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, you didn't watch it. Yeah, I watched it confirmed it in the show. With with what in the Loki uh, show? There was a stamp at the end, and it said Loki will return in season two. Oh no, I didn't catch that. Okay, oops. Oh, you dumb idiot. Yeah, they confirmed it. Yeah, they're making a season two, and okay. I'm pretty sure it's going to come out next year. And I think it's going to come out uh, like a month before Ant Man and the Wasp comes out, because okay. Kang the Conqueror, be, I, Jonathan Majors is such a great actor because uh, when I he think played, he killed that role of Kang the Conqueror. He, he didn't play. He didn't play Kang the Conqueror though. He uh, in in the last episode, he played He Who Remains. Which is the the guy who created the TVA? He's the last remaining TVA member in the comics. That's how that is in the comics. So I feel like he was just playing uh, the good variant of what Kang could be. You know, if he was a good person yeah. or someone that who made an immense amount of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kang the Conqueror variants are going to show up in the multiverse everywhere, and he's going to be playing these different type of variants. Honestly, um, if roles. He pulls, I think it's gonna definitely be cool. I think it'd be a really cool test of acting ability to watch him switch on all yeah. these characters. That's gonna be cool to watch. I'm gonna be excited for that. But I I think I think Kang the Conqueror is gonna be a pretty good because phase four and I think just the beginning of phase five is all about the multiverse. And the first multiverse movie we're going to see, like absolutely going to see and it's still just the theory and it is going to be spider-man no way home you think it's going to be a multiverse themed one i fucking hope so <laughs> we'll see <laughs> i want to see andrew garfield and and toby mcguire and all of them in it oh it's, you it's... really want to see them all come together all right <sighs> so bad well the director of it's the is the same director as the original toby mcguire movies sam yeah. raimi all right, makes sense. Hope you just retcon Spider-Man three. <laughs> it just goes with it. No way home, because you know, Electro from um, the Amazing right, Spider-Man two, oh, no. and um, Doctor Doc Ock from Spider-Man two is going to be in the No Way Home movie. They right. like those actors were confirmed. Oh wow! Like six months ago. You're behind, sir. Oh, okay. The difference between uh, Red and I is that I look up the theories and the conspiracy theories and all this shit, and he just watches them when they come out. I do. I do. It's, it's accurate. <laughs> that's, He's way that's more deep dive, and I'm over here kind of like watching it, enjoying it, and then I catch like the IGN, Snapchat stories, and that's like as deep as I go. <laughs> like, like legit though. Like I could talk about this all day, but I do want to bring up a question for you. All right, let's hear it. So you can speak, so I can breathe. <laughs> um, <laughs> all hey, right. man, I'm I'm okay with this. I like this. It's been good flow. When do you think the superhero era of like movies and TV shows are gonna die? Because Ooh. you know. Ooh, that is a good they question. They can't live forever, you know. You're right, and we are. I mean, ooh, that is a great question. I, oh, I'm just gonna sit back. Cause Stan, yeah. Are we starting to get a point where we're at a point where you can no longer revamp them? And keep. I mean, you can only re. I mean, yeah, you can reboot them, but like eventually, you're gonna hit a point where rebooting them doesn't isn't gonna be near as. A... Yeah, because you know Marvel has their movies planned yeah. up to twelve years. Will we still um, be interested? 
up Ooh, to those 12 God, years. That, that effect could be crazy, man. Because, oh my gosh. So, if honestly, you could even see a new wave of, I, I almost want to say comic book creation come into existence anymore. Like, yeah, animes, like they... I mean, you think about what anime has been doing and the fact that anime has gotten really big. And there's a lot of uh, you're seeing a lot of like writers who were who write manga and things like that kind of starting to get their get their fame and glory with writing animes and things like that. And you have Mm -hmm. um, like Webtoon has done many collaborations with Crunchyroll. And so could Mm -hmm. we see like the next generation of like Stan Lee's come to light? Yeah. I like. I think that's absolutely possible. I honestly, I, if you were playing off years, um, I wouldn't be shocked if we're going to see in like 2050, 2050, you might start hearing these brand new um, superheroes start coming to light. And I, I think that would be a really interesting time <laughs> to watch it come to life. Yeah. But my thing is like, and there's so much superhero content out right now. When are people just going to get enough of it? When are people are just going to be like, this is too much. I'm getting overwhelmed. Uh, you know, there's going to be like no. casual fans. No. But I feel like eventually. Okay. A great example is that Marvel Comics almost went out of business. So they had to sell their characters to different movie properties so they can get money. You know? I feel like it's going to happen the same way, but with Marvel movies at some point, you know? Um, I think because the accuracy of that statement that I think that is, I'm not 100% educated on that. Um, I think that's why you'll see innovation. The idea itself of a superhero and someone new like that isn't actually actually ever going to go away. You'll always have some sort of uh, fictional character that people look up to. Now the question is, could we see anime take over that position? Characters I like, feel like that'd be fun. Yeah, watching characters like Naruto, Bleach, and some of like the OGs come into play because now we're starting to hit the. I mean, we have a new generation where we have like um, uh, Saitama, uh, Goku's kind of like an original three, but you're having like uh, Deku from My Hero Academia. That is a super – oh, my gosh. I am having fun just thinking about that because there's a guy that I follow, and if the, if the pattern follows like this is, his beef – oh, my gosh. Gary Vaynerchuk I, – I, I keep quoting him, and I just like the dude. He's just – he's spot on. I like his mantra. I like his philosophies. I fuck with him. But he just started a new digital IP thing creating his own characters so he himself can take a step back from like to promote these v friends which in the era and timing that it's working oh my gosh would be amazing because he's essentially trying to be like the next i don't want to say disney but he's trying to create these characters to be like disney characters to be like your mickey mouses your donald ducks and understanding and creating that ipo um could we also see, and this brings it up, could you see old 80s cartoons come back? Could we see the revamp of series like Scooby-Doo and some of those like underrated ones come? That's a weird one, I know. But... Um, that's a terrible example if that's what you're asking. Well, <laughs> I mean, as, you're probably as... thinking like Netflix is revamping a Thundercats show. Yep. And yeah. I bet you if like my dad grew up on Thundercats and he they will absolutely it. watch that. I think so. And I think it's supposed. I think it's supposed to come out sometime this year. I think that'll be a really fun, like a really fun cartoon that people are would get interested in. I feel like Transformers is overplayed. No, just as Transformers much as is on a downside. Yeah, okay. They will come back. They're not. They will yet. come back, but they're making a one right now. Um, that's set in the '90s, and it's um, it's a different Transformers. It's like a I, the I beast, think Transformers like has been honestly on the decline lately. I mean, Marvel has gotten so much hype right now. I almost feel like Transformers, the big Transformers phase, is gone because I mean, you had one, two, three, and four, and uh, Michael Bay was known for his explosions that did well. Uh, there was a five, by the way. There was a five. I, I, I'm vaguely describing it, but I think 
Transformers obviously have not been as popular and they could they could potentially in some years absolutely make a huge comeback because there's still really a lot of Transformers lore that the movies have not touched into, especially I'm a little bit of a nerd in this, but the Cybertrons, there's video games and other stuff like there's actually a lot of more lore than those movies even begin to entail on. So you you could absolutely see a revamp there. I think it's one thing. Um, that's crazy thinking about actually too. So I don't think you'll ever see the the complete annihilation of superheroes. Um, I think I don't you think might it'll be an annihilation. I think it'll die down. Yeah, yeah, I think it will, and I think that's when you'll see like Transformers could make a comeback. It, it'll just look different. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you what do you, what's a superhero? I mean, you could you could think Optimus Prime is somewhat of a superhero if you really wanted mm-hmm. to. So. Um, I think definition. I think just it's not going to look like oh your Superman character. And honestly, it really has it's it changed. It went from Superman to now we're Iron Man. So you know, um, yeah, you could. I mean, that could also happen too. You could see DC characters start overtaking Marvel again, but unlikely. They haven't really added any new characters, and they haven't really been executing. I think as well as they could be with their movies their shows i've heard are great but they just they've they've tried just tried milking those out so far now with flash on what eight seasons now Nine i stopped seasons. watching after season four it just got boring yeah it so got it got too ridiculous it gets repetitive <laughs> it just get, it gets so repetitive so bad so um good which yeah okay i feel uh, like we're at a good stopping point uh, yeah no part. absolutely i, I think it's great stopping but, point, since since we're new at this, I feel like we should do an icebreaker question. I'll icebreaker ask it. Question? I'll look them up. <laughs> so right. if people keep watching this, they can get to know us more. Ah, uh, the post-credit so, thing? Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, here's a question for you, and then I'll answer it as well. Where would you build your dream home? Dream home? Oh, God, that's a weird question. Um, there you go. I couldn't even give you a spot right now because there's no one I could say. Uh, well, I can go first then. Why do you go think? Go ahead. Yeah. I want to move to New Zealand. Like if it, my dream home would be somewhere in New Zealand, like this open area of land. And then you look right outside your window and there's a big ass mountain right there. That's like. I think mine be nice. would be Italy or Spain. Those would be my two. One of those two. Mm. The island of Sicily, maybe. Um, I remember there's an article that came out said their land was selling for like a dollar, um, but there's a lot of like stipulation with that. Yeah, they were. The, a lot of people aren't moving to Italy anymore, or a lot of people are moving out of Sicily because it's an island, and um, huge mafia area there. And also, but the rules were if you buy the land for a dollar, you have to submit a plan of how you're going to rebuild the house and put some serious mm-hmm. money. And I mean, between that ain't it that's that's a lot of money there like you got to think about like because you have to get uh late you have to get not even labor because you could do it yourself but the supplies shipped onto the island so yeah now i'm gonna stick with new zealand because their number one language is english really um yeah yeah because Um, it's one of those british colony islands um, like australia gotcha um it's nice that's not that's a good idea. I think uh, just Spain and Italy are my two. I got some like friend families in Spain, and then I was born in Italy, so can't can't really go wrong there. Ooh, are you are you a legal American? Yes, I'm a legal American. Uh, that's a uh, fun fact. Actually, I'm a fourth generation sailor, so you know, parents are military and everything. So that's cool. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. So. All right. Well, if you stay for the uh, ending part, you're the real MVP. So thank you so much for joining. I hope you all have a wonderful day and, you know, stick back for next week's episode. And y'all are amazing. You have been red and I have been tan.